when you really have encountered, things change. Victory is mine before my eyes can see. You need a new birth experience. Now there's nothing that can keep me from my promise. Set apart to God. Direct access. Welcome, everybody, to Breaking Through with James Levesque. I am James Levesque. I want to thank you for tuning in today, making us a part of your day. It's going to be a powerful show. You don't want to miss. We're going to be praying at the end, and I know God is going to set you free, and today is your day for a breakthrough. It's going to be a big one, friends, because we're covering fear, overcoming fear. Wow. Think about that. How many of you watching are struggling with fear? I bet a lot. As a pastor for many years, I can tell you fear is one of the top things that grip people today. Especially the year we've had a lot of uncertainty. People are fearful. It's in a, it, it is a powerful stronghold in the minds of people, and it affects far too many. I'm going to tell you something that you may not realize right up front here. And a lot, everybody has fear. Fear itself will always try to manifest. We're going to learn in, you know, later on today, it's what we do in the face of fear. They did a poll. Just think about this. They, they, they asked like a thousand people, what is your number one fear? They just wanted to know, like, what is the thing that you have fear about the most? Guess what number one was? Public speaking. Can you imagine the number one fear of most people is don't put me in front of a crowd to speak. That's crazy. Okay, that, I'm, that's fine. I don't have to have that fear, but I do that all the time. The number two fear was a plane crash. The number two fear that people had was being in a plane crash. Come on, how many people do I know have a fear of flying? How many people do I know uh, won't get on planes? Why? Because of what could happen. I could crash. I could whatever. You're not going to believe it, but we were in a plane crash. It was one of the craziest days of my life. I'll never forget. We were flying from uh, Seattle, Washington over to JFK. We just got married, uh, but it was September 22nd, 2008. We got married in March, but we were traveling the world that whole year meetings, revival, God was moving, and I'll never forget that flight. It was American Airlines <laughs> Flight 268. Look, I only use that airline, but it was a scary day. And I'll never forget, it was like any other day. We got on the plane. I remember listening to worship. We were really excited what God just did in Seattle. We were speaking in Reading. I was about to fly to Toronto to do a big conference with like 15,000 people. We were young, in our mid-20s. We were excited, and it got, it, the, the flight just got crazy. About midway through the air, we realized the air conditioning stopped working. And it was weird. We're like, man, it feels hot in here. You know, the air's not on. And then we realized that the captain never, like, came on and greeted us and told us anything. And then we would see, like, weird, like, hustling and bustling with the stewardesses. And we're just like, what is happening here? And then we realized something was wrong. 
we would later know that all the power on the plane died. Think about what I just told you. The battery backup, all the power on the plane died, and here we are with 200-something people, 37,000 uh, feet in the air, and there's no power, no air, nothing. They didn't even have brakes on the plane. Thank God it was midday. And all of a sudden, I remember the stewardess is coming up and down the aisle, uh, you know, telling everybody, you know, it, it, there was no speaker, there was no loud system, they were trying to pass notes under the cockpit door, it was crazy. All the electrical systems died on the plane. And I remember they were going back every few rows and the stewardess was saying, look, uh, we need to prepare for an emergency landing. Um, you know, you guys might want to put your head and your knees, the whole thing. And me and my wife were like, what is happening? And so when the steward came by, I grabbed her and I just tapped her nicely and I said, look, can you just tell me something? This has happened before, right? Like, like this is normal. She broke. I got to tell you, when they hire flight attendants, they literally make them go through training on not to crack in these scenarios. She lost it. She started crying. She said, I've been doing this for 30 years, and this has never happened, and I don't even know how it's going to end. I mean, I was like, what? You know it's bad when the flight attendant doesn't feel confident. And she was going back every few rows. We don't have any power. You guys, you know, just brace. We're going to try to make an emergency landing. I'm sitting here going, what am I supposed to do? In that moment, you, you literally start thinking about everybody you love. You literally start thinking, is this really, is this how I'm going to die? Like, is this, you know, the Bible's very clear that it's appointed for a man once to die. You don't, you don't fear death as a believer, right? Because we ultimately live forever. But the truth is there's a day. And I was sitting on that plane going, is this my day? And then at that moment, and, and contrary to what movies you watch and people like, ah, there was none of that. Everybody, it was like you could hear a pin drop. And I remember when my wife, who's a very strong woman, she turned to me and her eyes were welled up with tears. And she said, at least we know Jesus. What? When she said that, I lost it. I started crying. I'm going, what is happening right now? And then I had a thought. Maybe I ain't going to make it to Toronto to speak in front of all those people. Is this really my day to die? And I remember standing up on that plane and I just literally preached the gospel. That was my last conference, right? I was like, if I'm going to go out, then I'm going to go out like. And I stood on that plane and I remember with a loud voice, I said, look, if you guys know this plane could go down, you may die today. This is your last moment to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And I'm like saying, raise your hands in the aisles. There were reports, people, Boeing executives were on that plane, and they said they would never fly again. All the reports of people said it was dead silent, but you could hear one person screaming, preaching, and praying. <laughs> I did! And that was it. We sat down. We prayed. I held hands. We didn't have children. We didn't have, I mean, this was it. Two newlyweds. A few months in, this could be it. Who really lives through that? And we prayed. And, and I remember with my head down as we're heading down to the, um, we're heading to the ground. And we could see as we were landing, they found some like airstrip in Chicago. And as we were heading in, we were, like the, the guys that would write the report said that the airplane uh, was coming in so fast that there was no way we would even make it to the ground. And I remember looking out my window and I could see hundreds of like police vehicles and fire trucks and they were off to a distance waiting to see what would happen with us. And I remember right before we hit the ground, I had a thought. 
if I make it out alive, it's because God has a great purpose in my life. And we hit the ground. Let me tell you, we hit the ground. Boom. The tires blew. The, caught, the plane caught on fire. Uh, and then, thank God for the pilot, was he ran out of runway immediately. We were on like an airstrip in Chicago, an emergency airstrip. And he pulled the plane off into the grass. Now, mind you, this is like a massive plane full of people running out of room on a runway. And there's a wall ahead of us. And he pulls the thing to the grass. And we went just a little bit. And then that whole plane just jerked. It was on fire. They wouldn't come around because they couldn't shut the engine off. They thought that maybe it would explode. That was weird. I mean, we're sitting on the plane. They won't even let. Now, we realized we made it alive, right? We hit it. Boom was the hardest hit we've ever had. People are screaming now at that point, and we realize we made it out alive. And I'm looking, and nobody will let us off the plane because they're, like, waiting to see if it's going to blow up because it's on fire and the engine and the gas. And they're like, well, is this thing going to go? I'm like, let me off the plane. We didn't make it off. And... It was a wild scenario because I remember they, they pulled, everybody's upset, everyone's crying, everyone's screaming, and they pulled us into like this little area and bust, well, we went down the chute, the, everything to plane, we went down like the slide and they pull us aside and they're just trying to like make sure that, you know, will you just take this offering from us so you don't sue us basically. And I remember they were going, they put us all in a corner and they were making sure everybody's okay first, medical people were there and they said, uh, okay. The, one of the last questions after Are We All Right was, who wants to get back on a plane? Every single person on that flight was like, Chicago, I'm not ever getting on a plane. Most people said they'll never get on a plane again. My wife looked at me. She said, what do you want to do? She didn't want to get on a plane. And I had a vision. I literally saw a window closing. And the Lord said, fear is trying to come in that window of a plane crash. You better close that window on fear or it will cripple you for your whole life. I did not want to get on a plane. I was so scared, friends. I was petrified to ever get on a plane again. I wouldn't show it, but I was. And when I saw that window close, I said, honey, we're getting on a plane. I don't care what you have to do. We're going to get on that next flight because we have to get on the plane of life. And we can't let fear hold us back from what God has called us to do. If I die, I die, but I'm not, I got to get on back on the plane of life. And I realize that these windows are in our lives. We have a window of opportunity to close it. We have a window of opportunity to make sure that we, we trust again. And fear has one goal in life, and that's to stop you from the will of God. That's it. That plane crash, you know why it was in my life? To stop us from traveling the world to stop me from preaching the gospel, to stop us from planting churches and stop us from being able to do this wonderful step of faith, which is this broadcast that I know I'm called to. That's all that was trying to do. And can you imagine at that moment if I said to my wife, yeah, let's just stay here. I'm scared. Millions of people were hanging in the balance of that one decision. And I said, we're getting on the plane. I wish I could tell you that next plane ride felt good. It was horrible, but we had to get back on the plane of life. Some of you have got to learn to love again. Some of you have got to learn to trust again. Some of you have got to, to decide today's the day. And we want to pray for you. Call the number on the screen. We want to pray for you. 1-800-599-3722. We are standing by wanting to believe with you today that fear is going to be broken. This is your day for breakthrough. This is what breakthrough looks like. Too many people today are comfortable with fear. Too many people today are just medicating fear and anxiety instead of getting to the root of breaking that stronghold. And today 
is your day. When I got on that plane, we had to break that stronghold of fear. We had to realize that our destiny will not be impacted anymore because of this, this plane crash. And so fear is going to knock, right? It's going it's to show up and it's going to try to knock from time to time. And, and one of the biggest revelations I've ever had about fear, and, and it actually, God used it to set me free. One of the biggest revelations was everybody has it. It's always going to speak to you, but it's what we do with fear that makes the difference. And when I understood that revelation, I wasn't condemned that I felt fear. I realized that my response to fear was going to determine where I go from here. And coming up after the break, I'm going to I'm going to talk to you about as believers. What is our response to fear? We love you. We'll see you back right after this quick announcement. Are you ready to ignite your faith? Then look no further than Pastor James Levesque's new book, Fire, preparing for an end time outpouring. This book contains 12 principles that will unlock the power within and cause you to walk in a new level of boldness and power. For a suggested donation of only $12.99, we will send you a personal autograph copy. Log on to jameslevac.org and get your copy today. Welcome back, everybody. Today is such a timely subject. We're talking about overcoming fear. I want to let you know we're here to pray for you if you need. So just please call 1-800. Call the number on the screen. You're going to be blessed. We want to pray for you. We're standing by. Look, we're talking about overcoming fear. And, and one of the things the Lord showed me years ago that really helped us not only identify fear, but see it broken in our lives is fear was okay. I know that's crazy to think, meaning it's always going to try to knock. It's always going to try to show up. It's what we do in the face of fear. It's our response to it, right? Our response to fear is everything. Because as we had that plane crash I just discussed, and if you're just tuning in, please rewind the tape, tune in, check us out on our YouTube page, watch it again. If, if, when we had a plane crash, I had a decision to make. We had a decision to make. Were we going to give in to the fear we felt and not get back on that plane? We had a plane crash. Or were we going to respond differently? And our response to fear changes everything. It is the difference of what, whether you go forward or not. I know people that have been through trauma. A plane crash is traumatic, right? I know people that have been um, raped. I know people that have been abused. I know people, I remember I had a, a lady one time come to me in the church and she said she had seven abortions. Seven. And she had so much torment because of it and fear crippled her life and God set her free. She used it as testimony today. So my point is fear is going to be there, but what do we do in the response to it, right? We're all going to feel it, but what we do it. Fear is this. It is the demonic form of faith. Have you ever felt faith? Have you ever felt like, man, man, I feel faith. You can feel it's tangible. I feel it as I'm talking to you. Faith is powerful. Fear operates the same way. It's a demonic form of faith. Everything that faith has, fear will try to manifest. You feel fear. Uh, you know, faith says uh, that we, you know, call those things that are not as though they are. That's Romans 4, 17. Powerful scripture. We call those things that are not as though they are. You know what? Fear does the same thing, right? Fear says if you're driving in your car, the bear is in the woods. Oh, no, the bear's in my car. The bear's not in your car. But that's what the lie of fear wants you to think. 
And so when we make a decision that we're not going to live in fear and when we feel that response, we change it, it's going to allow our lives to have such breakthrough. I always like to call fear, it's an acronym, right? F-E-A-R stands for false evidence appearing real. I know it sounds cheesy, but that's really will be good if you remember that. False evidence appearing real, meaning the voice of fear is generally going to talk about things that are never going to happen. All the things that you fear about, all the things that you're concerned about, those things aren't going to happen. But the devil wants you to live in torment and constant fear as if they're going to. So you don't get back on the plane of life. Overcoming fear is exactly what the Lord wants you to do, right? Um, why? Because he wants you to finish strong in what he's called you to do. Acts chapter 13, verse 36. I love the scripture and it talks about David. And it says that when David died, he fulfilled the will of God and he, he fulfilled God's purpose for his generation. Think about what I just told you. You know what that means? That means when David died and went to heaven, that there was no, nothing else he could have done. God was like, well done, David. You're in heaven. There's nothing else I had for you on this earth. And that means not another psalm he could have wrote, nothing else David could have done. It, he did everything God called him to do. Well, you know what that, it's God's plan for you. I've done a lot of funerals. Unfortunately, a lot of them aren't great because a lot of Christians, I'm not sure that could be said of them, that they did everything God told them to do. Wow, that's what God wants for you. And fear will try to do everything it can so you don't experience that, right? So when I read that scripture about David, it reminded me that David did overcome fear. He did finish strong and do what God's called him to do for his generation. You know, we have to make a decision in our lives that we're not going to abort the promises. That we are going to be people that are willing to fight that fight of faith and overcome fear. You know, people are like, well, I just want to get to a place in my life where I don't feel this anymore. You may not, ladies and gentlemen. It's like temptation. Like I feel, you know, guys will come and they struggle with this or that. And I'm like, bro, you know, if you, if you know you struggle with lust, turn your head, bro. If you know you have an addiction to that kind of stuff, then when you're in line at the checkout, turn your neck. Like, really, bro? The truth is you've got to make a decision that fear isn't going to define your life anymore. And I see so many people, they've been through trauma and fear is trying to define their life. And today, I believe, is a day that we see that broken. Today is a day that we start to live in freedom. And I'm going to tell you, we are here for you today. We're going to be praying in a moment, but today is your day for a breakthrough. We have got to make a decision that we're going to finish strong, do everything God has called us to do in our lives, and we're not giving in to fear. The Bible says, fear not, right? It's really crazy. The Bible says, fear not, 365 times. You know what that means? Every day, the Lord wants you to know, you don't have to fear. Every day, the Father says, fear not. And then the most crazy thing about it, the most amazing thing is it says, fear not, for I am with you. And so you've got to understand that the promises of God are, fear not, for I'm with you. Meaning, how do, we, how do we dispel fear? How do we break the power of fear? With an awareness that God is with us. You know, I have kids and, and, and one of my sons is pretty daring. Luke will, you know, he'll just do things that I'm uncomfortable with. But can I tell you, when he sees me with him, he's a little more bold. He's a little more aggressive. 
Um, our firstborn, of course, I was a lot more concerned with, um, Isaac. And I'll tell you, um, we always would do something. And it started in the house, right? If he was on the other side of the house and I wanted to know how he's doing, I would say, Isaac! And he'd look and I'd go, I'd put my thumbs up. And, and he would look back and he'd give me a thumbs up too. And it was our way of just saying, you all right? And he'd say, yeah, I'm dead, I'm okay. And I remember the day he went to nature school for the first time. He got out of the car and I got so teared up. You know, he was going to preschool. And as he's walking down the path, I said, Isaac. And he looked at me. He gave me a thumbs up. And many times, you know, that he's been, went to school or he's doing something at the church or he's far away where I can't see him or he's down the road. And I'll always give him a thumbs up and he would give me a thumbs up. But this one time we went to uh, like a water park area. So we did mini golf. And then, and I don't, this kid, man, I don't like rides. Can I tell you? I've never been on a roller coaster. I don't really like theme parks. I'm the guy that like holds the bags, okay? I don't know why. Like, if the Lord was like, I want you to go on a roller coaster, let me throw you in the air for his kingdom, I'd be like, all right, let's go. I just, I'm not sure I'm comfortable putting myself in that thing. But Isaac loves it. And he takes, he's like his mom. He loves these thrill rides. And he was like, I don't remember how, he must have been five. And he, there was this big trampoline thing and they put you in like a harness and, and you can jump and it throws you like so high in the sky, right? And you're, you're on cable cords, but it's basically like skydiving, but from the bottom up. And, he, and, and, his, and his mom's like, Isaac, do you want to go on that? And I'm like, no, we don't. And I'm like, I don't even think that that is like, I don't even think that he's allowed at five years old. But sure enough, they went and checked it out. And uh, when we went up to it, the guy was like, sure. And he's buckling Isaac and had to switch some of the cables because he's this big. And I got, you know, I had to walk away. I'm like, I don't think it's a good idea. And I, I went and got something out of the car. And he's all locked up. You know, he's ready to go. And they're like, all right, Isaac, just jump. And if you put a little pressure in your legs, you're going to fly, you know. And he was just barely moving. He wasn't that comfortable with it. You could tell he was unsure. And he's barely moving. And I, I finally come back. And uh, I'm looking at him. And he catches my eye. And I said, Isaac. And he's looking at me, holding on to his harnesses. And then he does this back. And he started jumping so high, I felt fear. <laughs> he started jumping so high because, well, because his dad was with him. And... When he got the thumbs up from me, he knew that I, I, can, I can jump really, really high because my dad's with me. Where in your life today do you need a revelation that God's with you, right? What trauma did you go through where you bought into the lie that God wasn't there? Because if you ask him, he's going to show you he was there. Where in your life did you realize that you forgot that he was with you? There's something so powerful understanding that I am with you. It's a revelation. Look, where we're here waiting to pray for you. If you want to see fear broken, call 1-800-599-3722. 1-800-599-3722. We are standing by believing today, spirit-filled people waiting to see fear broken off your life. Do we have that revelation? Do we know that God's with us? Do we have an understanding that he's there? Because we need that revelation. We need to understand that God is with you, that even through, here's the crazy thought, even through your darkest times, God was there. Isn't that amazing? You know, the Bible says we're pressed but not crushed. We're persecuted, we're not abandoned. We're struck down, we're not destroyed. 
You may appear to be down, but you're not out, says the Lord. You may appear to be that there's pressure from every side, but your failure isn't final. And the voice of fear, I believe, is broken off of you today. Today is the day. Call the number on the screen for prayer. Today is the day that we see that lie broken off of your life. Because I see you prophetically with a sound mind. I see you in a day in your life where fear will never have a voice again. Can you imagine that? Think about what I'm telling you. There's a day coming in your life where the voice of fear will not speak again. Come on. And that's going to happen when we have a revelation that the Father is with us. So, you know, what I'm going to tell you today, don't manifest the demonic form of faith. When that lie of fear comes in your mind, you curse it immediately. You know what we had to do when we were in that plane crash? We had to write cards, like literally cue cards of like writing scriptures down. That's how we overcame fear. That's how we can step back on that plane and we pray. Come on, somebody. That's how we step back and we pray over every flight we buy. That's how we overcame fear. That's how we survived a plane crash and got on that plane of life because we knew there wasn't an option. And for some of you, because here's the deal, the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be. So today is your day for breakthrough. Today's your day for a miracle. And today's your day that you get back on the plane of life again. I want to pray for you. I believe today is the day that fear is broken off of your life forever. I believe today is the day that once and for all we see this voice broken. So if you're watching right now, just stretch your hands. Call the number on the screen, 1-800. You saw the number, uh, 599-3722. We want to pray for you even after this broadcast. Write the number down after I pray for you and call. We are standing by. We're ready, prepared, waiting for you to reach out so we can partner together to see this broken off your life. But if you're watching today, I'm telling you, God showed me, showed me you prophetically that there is a day you are not going to have that lie in your mind anymore. There's going to be a day that you're going to feel faith, not fear, that you're going to be able to get back on that plane again, that you're going to be able to forgive your family member, that you're going to be able to look that betrayer in the face and say, I forgive you because fear is broken. Stretch your hands with me right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that the lie of fear is broken in the name of Jesus. Today is the day we break every lie. Satan, I break your power off every mind. Right now, you no longer have authority to touch the mind of believers. We break it. I break the trauma. I break the lies of hell right now in the name of Jesus, and I prophesy. You have the mind of Christ. I prophesy you will walk in freedom, and you will not fear in Jesus' name. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, call the number on the screen, 1-800-599-3722, 800-599-3722. We want to pray for you today, and I believe it is your day for a miracle. Come on. I feel it. I know it in my soul. We love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I believe that today was a day of breakthrough and the voice of fear will be broken forever. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Breaking Through with James LeVette.